Robbie's Modern Life on FBI Radio. My name's Robbie Armfield. I've got with me in the studio right now, we've got Sophie Gordon. G'day. And we've got Bernie Bolgi. Correct, hey. And we've also got Mitchell JC. Affirmative, that's me. And we're going to be with you until 1pm. It's such a pleasure to be with you today. We hope you're doing well. Uh, Bernie, there's been some mad updates uh, in regards to the RML Christmas party. You were up and about uh, the New South Wales region uh, looking for a scout hall for us. As a former scout yourself, you had some connects and uh, we were keen to organise this one. But something's come through in the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was out uh, around the regions uh, last week. Uh, That's why I wasn't here. But uh, you guys uh, were nice enough to have me on the phone to chat all about what the Christmas party is going to look like. We kind of came to a conclusion, Rob, that we were just going to have a quiet one, just you and me, because these guys couldn't make it for whatever reason. But uh, now there's a twist in the tail, because Shoalhaven Scout Hall is available. They've said glass on the dance floor is good. And they said they've got a PA system with with two subs. Oh. Even if it's just you and me, I reckon that could still be kind of fun to, you know. I'm down. It It looks huge space, and they've got the whole setup ready to go. And we can just pack a swag down and... At a good price, because you have that connect. Obviously, at a good price. I'm not looking at anything over $1,000. Yeah. And I reckon we can use that extra little bit that we got recently for... Um, the FBI donations. Yeah, for the uh, the, the smoke. Uh, the smoke machine. Oh! Yeah. You know what? It'd actually be hard to fill that hole. But you'd have, <laughs> you just close the windows up. Hopefully, it's an, a cool night. Do you reckon you guys just keep it private at this point? Or? Oh, we well, talked about this last week, if you want to listen back on the podcast. I'm yeah. just, like now with the new information that the Shellhaven Scout Hall's open. Mm. Are you keen to come now? A little bit, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> oh, okay, you so guys Mi- remember I can't come. So Mitch is in. Sophie, oh, you're, gonna, so you're keen so to come? Out. No, I can't come. You well, can't. I told you guys oh. last week. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's work just in progress. Confirmation. <laughs> so it'll just be oh, you two guys and me then. Depends. I think, Mitch, we can actually... We can go public. We can go public with this one if if we want to. It it just depends. We've kind of got the ticking clock on this one. Christmas is coming up. A lot of people might not be able to make it. We might need to make some hard calls. Stuff that we might not want to make otherwise. But uh, we'll keep you in the loop, Mitch. Don't worry about that. Abattoir 2, The Way of Slaughter. Hit cinemas this week. Vegans have taken the opportunity to say what we're all thinking, though. Fuck this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, this yeah. movie, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks, vegans, for oh, saying that. A lot of gore. And super sad. Homeless dog walking around the streets with pumpkin-sized head is barely recognisable today. <laughs> While this internet-famous dog used to be pitied... For its extreme obesity, it has now lost so much weight that it's devastating online users around the world just as much as before, unfortunately. It's got quite a disconcerting yeah. pumpkin-sized head at this yeah. point. That's coming up. That's coming up later. <laughs> well, now, as a warning of a scams costing Aussie thousands uh, this Christmas. Oh, no. Now, someone may con- contact you claiming to be from the ATO, uh, police or another official government entity. They often try to scare you into buying gift cards as payment for back taxes, parking tickets, or to resolve other legal issues. Now, taken from me, taken from personal experience, they are not, as they say, know that government officials will never require payment with gift cards to resolve your tax or other legal issues. Take it from me. Mm. And coming up, this isn't a scam. In fact, far from it. Buy now and buy big. It's a stark warning from... Co- 
from Coles Logistics boss Stephen Viandeligio. Uh, he's issued this die warning just this week in the Christmas outlook for the stock in the coming weeks. Christmas stock. He, he says, quote unquote, on his personal Twitter, uh, you either buy now or buy never. This is a warning. <laughs> Warning for all shoppers, and that's posted on his um, Twitter and also in the Christmas Cole's Christmas Outlook. (laughs) (laughs) Neymar and Ronaldo finally team up. Uh, both of them are sad that their countries are out of the World Cup and they're finally teamed up now. Oh, oh, They've nice. teamed up to have a beer, that is, right, Soph? As reported by Pedestrian Qatar. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the two managed to put aside their lifelong rivalry in order to enjoy a nice cold beer together. Oh, uh, that's nice. Mm. However, oh. this was unfortunately seen by the authorities, it resulted in a $3,000 <gasps> fine for each player and also potential jail time for Neymar oh, over the coming months. So. They should have waited to leave <laughs> Qatar. Mm. Oh, oh, my uh, God. foolish drinking in the stadiums. Mm. Far out. That's coming up. That is. And dead mouse tickets are available. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend managed to score 30 tickets to Dead Mouse over the weekend and is no longer uh, he's no longer heading to the show. Uh, so he's looking for anyone potentially interested. So the tickets are selling a bit above cost value at the moment at about 150% of the price he paid as he says that he needs to cover the transfer fee for the tickets. It's a sold out show, mind you. Yeah. It is a sold out show, so so please get in contact if you're keen to go and you couldn't score a ticket yourself. Uh, yeah, we've got 30 tickets available through our friend. Yeah, to give that. away at, Dead Mouth uh, at a price. Text oh, in yeah. 0409 945 945. That's exactly right. 0409 945 945. couple of tickets there at a pretty good price. Mm. RML right now on FBI. Do you reckon you could beat the bank? Stick around. Two thousand years ago, a man was born in a manger in Bethlehem. Wise men travelled to witness his arrival and his teachings when he was older would influence and inspire humanity throughout millennia. Water to wine, bread and fish apparitions, death to life again. The miracles and virtues he espoused were plentiful, awe-inspiring and ancient in scope. Yes, today on RML's History Corner, we're talking about the man, the myth, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. 
Whether you're a believer or a heretic, there is little to denounce the existence of a man by this name in the Middle East area around 2,000 years ago. However, many questions remain unanswered. Did he truly perform the miracles? How many feet did he wash? And why? Did he ever kiss anybody? Was he on good terms with his mother? Did he ever travel to Australia? The latter query will be our guide on today's RML History Corner. So strap in, slap on an Akubra, pop another shrimp on the barbie, and get ready to learn the truth. Did Jesus Christ really go to Australia? It is an interesting thought, isn't it? Here on RML, FBI, did Jesus really go to Australia? With me in the studio is Sophie Bernie Mitchell. I'm Robbie, and we're going to investigate this today on RML's History Corner. Some really interesting questions come to mind when we think of this one, don't they, Mitch? They do. It's, it's not as simple as just, did he go to Australia or did he not? There's, there's lots of facets to this. Um, one that comes to mind immediately is, how would he have even gotten, did he get here? Um, he, you know, this is back in the first century. Uh, boats were not uncommon in the first century, um, with them having been made, you know, 6,000 years prior to the birth of Christ. Um, he may have sailed through the Mediterranean Sea and over to the most northern point of the continent, but uh, who can say for sure? You know, who can say for sure? Mm, there certainly weren't planes or trains, so exactly likely would have been by boat back then. Not many automobiles that I can think of at no. that time either. No, they weren't invented till like the 19th century or something like that. Mm-hmm. How do you reckon Jesus would have perceived? How do you reckon he would have been perceived? I should say by Australians back in naught AD. Mm. I mean, these are the sort of questions that we ask today. Okay. Do you reckon he would have been seen as a his holiness or just a bit of a perturbed individual? Yeah, what do you think they would have thought of him? Would Did Jesus been... have wanderlust? Could he keep still, making a trek that far when he'd barely explored Europe? Seems unlikely. So maybe mm. he was hell-bent on exploring territory not yet known to the Middle East. A lot of things remain unanswered, and there are lots of theories as to the timeline of his travels. Some are quite convinced that he did have wanderlust. He went to Argentina, did the Europe Trail. But did he go down as far as Tasmania, or did he stop in Wollongong? These are the things we're not exactly sure about. And where is it that he exactly heard about Australia? I mean, Europeans didn't make contact with the continent of Australia until the 1700s. So how would Jesus have known about the existence of Australia even? Did he hear it in Argentina by a passerby? Would he have also made his way down to Tasmania, Mitch, or stopped at Wollongong? Um, I mean, I would think that he would have gravitated more towards the centre of uh, Australia, you know, the desert Stayed towards the area. Cities, yeah. yeah, sort of stayed to, even though he was making a trek very far uh, outside his comfort zone, maybe he would have gravitated towards something he knew, um, the desert region of Australia. So, But that's the sure. thing, to get to the desert in Australia, you need to get through the rainforests. Mm. Or would he have True. liked to explore a climate different than his one at home? True. Australia has some pretty phenomenal beaches. Uh, he might have just liked to relax on the, uh, the nice golden sands. Bro, just imagining him on the beach at, like, Bondi... 
just kind of like walking in. <laughs> He'd just like walk in on the water. Hey, that's where I saw walk that the other day. Yeah. Walk on. <laughs> he would walk on the water. <laughs> Did he do that? Walked on. Well, that famously, yeah. Yeah, true. Did he just part the sea to get here? Mm. Well, these are the things that we need to ask the text line. We've got one here. Uh, Benny and Valentine uh, reckons Jesus definitely made it to Maitland. I've heard a few <laughs> legendary town tales, but he made it to Maitland. Honestly, I thought I saw him the other day almost. Really? Yeah. Uh, just long head. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, lush locked guy walking down mm. this main street. Keep those coming. <laughs> we'd, we'd love to hear your theories and your thoughts, and if you know any hearsay or anything more definite about this, 0409. 945-945 is where you can get in touch. Did Jesus really make his way to Australia? Mm. What do you think? Let us know. You're listening to RML right now. We'll be back in a second with your thoughts on that. And we're investigating something quite important. Uh, Jesus Christ's ventures to Australia. When did he do it? Why did he do it? Uh, we know Jesus Christ most certainly travelled to Australia, so says Kelly in Sydney, for a bare minimum of 15 years. I would know as I am a theology student at University of Sydney. He arrived by boat in his mid to late teens and returned to the Middle East for his crucifixion. You've been getting in touch. Keep those coming. 0409 945 945 what do we know about Jesus's travels to Australia mm. Jesus in Australia what are you guys smoking this is bullshit that's Thomas in Blacktown thanks for getting in touch Thomas uh, watching a movie right now I'm not sure about this theory you guys seem like crackpots Marcus and Willamaloo what? Mm. okay watching I think watching a movie yeah how uh, how you like <laughs> the show if you're watching a movie? <laughs> Literally, what's up with that? <laughs> are you listening to this? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Are you doing one thing at the time? Yeah, or like, yeah. Yeah. Either or, mate. Like, how can you? Yeah. How can you criticize if you're like, yeah, watching a movie? I reckon text back. Hey, yeah, I'm actually yeah. genuinely Marcus. curious. Can we? Yeah. All right. So, text back. Marcus, Marcus, and Willamalu. I know you're listening. Text back. What are you up to? You're watching a movie. You're listening to the show. What are you doing? Please text back. Just curious 040. which one it is. We're just curious. 0409 Um We've got one here from Dexy and Waddle Hill. Little known fact about Kentucky tours. They all follow a route based on a pilgrimage that Jesus Christ made during the years when his appetite for travel and adventure was at its peak. Oh. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, we've got another one here uh, from Ray and Chipping Norton. Jesus is rumoured to have lived only 36-ish years. Did he really spend 20? What? Um, okay. Could you truly reach the end of adolescence and then just spend the rest of your life? I'm not sure if something's going wrong with Ray's phone there, but thanks for getting in touch anyway. almost completing a sentence both those times. He's hinting at something, but I'm not sure quite what. Well, he had a question mark at the end, so it feasibly has completed the thought. But anyway. Left a bit out in the middle like a donut. Tristan in Wollongong 
says, I personally think Jesus had more of an affinity for desert, so would have traveled quite inland rather than Tasmania. Mm. It was more like his homeland there. Remarkable journey. Yeah, I don't know where this theory comes from that he would have gone to Tasmania. It's much further. It's mm. rainforest, mostly. It's cold. It, it's freezing. Man rocks up in garb that he's wearing, uh, used to wearing in uh, a desert environment. Mm. And goes yeah. into like Cradle Mountain. Mate, you'd be fucked. You'd be fucking cold. <laughs> you'd be fucking fuck rough on the boat. <laughs> that, that Dude, Marcus has got back in touch. Oh four oh nine nine four five five. He's literally texted back. Uh, he, he says, "Nah, nah. Movie on mute. Radio up. In case you couldn't work that out yourselves. Usually turn down songs. Lol. Oh, what right. the f- <laughs> Why does he need to be so aggressive? Yeah." Like that. He likes the chat, then. Are you listening to throw because you like the show? Are you? Why are you doing two things at once? Like you definitely can't focus on both. No. And also, don't text us that as well. It's like yeah. pretty distracting to. Yeah. Like, don't text while we're on the air as well, because we'll be distracted by yeah. that, like we are right now. So I mean, I can barely focus please. on the show now. It's like. Text back, dickhead. Like, what are you... You're a fucking dick. Like, oh four oh nine nine four five nine four five. What the fuck do you have to say for yourself? Like. Way off course now because of this shit, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'll wait. I'll fucking wait. Oh, legit! Like we're not doing anything until you text back, Marcus. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, don't give a shit. Text back, Marcus. But while we're waiting yeah. for Marcus, text back, Dick. Um, Mariah has got in touch about Jesus in yeah. Australia. Yeah. Uh, it's posited that Jesus suffered from extreme heat stroke when in Australia due to the hole in the ozone layer. Woofed. His visions and powers actually were a result of heat exhaustion. No sunblock in those days. Mm. Yeah, okay. Interesting. It's nice other people are getting engaged, you know, with the content. It is. Oh, hold on. What? Look. Oh, fuck this. All right. Go on, who's got to read it? Hey, yo. You guys ain't shit. This is from Marcus texting again. Thanks, Marcus. You guys ain't shit. Watching a mad movie with the missa. Only have radio on so we can laugh at you's pathetic jockeys. Worst jockeys in Sydney. Spelt wrong. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, spelt wrong, mind you. Yeah, legit. This guy's a fucking troll and a half. Like, I'm sick of this shit. I reckon let's just fucking call him. We've got his number here. What wrong? Yeah, usually. (laughs) Usually this shit doesn't affect me as much, but today I'm like, gloves are off. Yeah, not today. Whoa. Rob, I've never seen you like this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's in but like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just jacked up on coffee, but I'm just like, fuck this. Seriously, I agree with like, Mitch. We should call him. Let's call Sophie. Yeah, do it then. Don't keep talking about it. All right. <laughs> God, are we actually going to okay, do this? Let's girl. do it. All right. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Rob, stop. I don't stop give a saying. shit. I don't know how many, uh, how much longer I can take this shit, you know? Shit. <laughs> Bet he won't answer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hang, hang it up. And, uh, I don't want to hear about all that. <laughs> Shut up. That really makes 
changes things, I think. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, still a dick. So awkward. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Are you going to bring that up? Get lost. Is he like a good guy? Or? I think he's a dickhead. I think he's just... I don't know. Why don't you just pick up the damn phone? Ponderous, clubby, bouncy, fun thing that is the Muramasa remix of Polite by Erica Ducassier, uh, who played at the uh, Oxford art area on the um, weekend. It was quite good. Actually, it was great. Really good. Sophie, you were there. Yeah, we went down to the Oxford Art Theatre and the vibe was... Immaculate. It was immaculate. Everyone was going off. She was great. She was great. Uh, and it was so much fun. Everyone knew all the words to all the songs. She had a gamer's chair on the on the stage, which was awesome. Yeah. Such a perfect representation of her vibe. Check her out. Sensational is the album. It's a good one. Would you say you guys were wowed by that performance? I would say oh, I was yeah. wowed, actually. Yeah. One of the interesting things about it, actually, was how long it went for. It didn't go, like, overstay its welcome too much, even though I like her music. Sometimes, even if you like, like Guns N' Roses went for three hours, and I was like, fuck this. Yeah, no, you know, like, sometimes when a band comes on, like, they finish, and then they do their encore, and I'm like, you know what, I actually don't need this. I actually hate this now. Yeah, I was kind <laughs> of happy when you were finishing, just because time's up, you know. Time's up, move on. Yeah. Uh, RML is the show. And Bernie, there is, uh, you know, a lot of movies get made of varying degrees of quality. Mm. Well, speaking about one earlier, actually, Abattoir 2, The Way of Slaughter, oh that vegans God. are hating. But Fuck that movie, that. man. A lot, a lot of movies do get made. Uh, original ideas get thrown around uh, quite a few times, but the big studios are looking for more and more of these. They're hungrier. Uh, they're looking to wow audiences with something new. So when you think of a good idea that no one else has thought of, it can be a pretty ecstatic moment. Mm. This is what happened to you this week, Rob, mm-hmm. when you had a little accident in your garage, didn't you? That's right, Burn. Yeah, I was up on a ladder getting the Christmas decorations down from a shelf, slipped, fell on my head. Oh, uh, are you okay? Whoa. When I came to, the best idea came from me. Oh. Twin superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. I called you guys straight away into the studio for an emergency meeting to tell you the idea. So when you told us about this idea, Rob, we just knew that the big movie studios are going to love this one. And that we think they're going to fight for the rights for this movie as well. Luckily, That's right. we have a great contact in the movie biz who is willing to hear our pitch of this movie live on air during the show today. Isn't that right? Mm. Yeah, so it's T.G. Cannon. Uh, he's a director and producer who has been working with Universal for 30 years now. That's insane. Yeah, he's known for some <laughs> crazy smash hits over that time, including Kiss Me in 1990. Chasing the Oceans, 1992, uh, then a bit of a gap uh, between there and <laughs> Billy Elliot 2 that he made in 2003, and more recently, Armies. Armies. Yeah, <laughs> you and I love this one, Bernie, <laughs> back in 2011. Uh, it's a film that probably more, fa- it's more famous for its ragged production than anything else. Uh, knowing these production facts makes Armies quite an engrossing watch. It's not all for the content. It's also for, uh, you know... The, the, the background of the movie and knowing what, what had to go into it uh, mm. to make it succeed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I 
So Armies is, is like, honestly, is, is uh, TG uh, Cannon's best movie. Guy Pierce plays a shogun general. Takahiro Kenshutsu. Oh so good. Who was actually morbidly injured in a stunt where a real tank is dropped from a crane. It's a lot of kind of issues with the production, isn't there, Mitch? Yeah, that wasn't all. There was actually, um, this is the freakiest one, 200 extras who played the Romans in the uh, Frozen Lake battle all had to sleep in sub-zero conditions uh, and eat rations despite their characters living in opulent conditions in the film. So quite a juxtaposition between the characters and the uh, the people who portrayed them, the actors. Yeah. The Lady Valkyries of Norse mythology, headed by Isla Fisher, were accidentally dropped off for a shoot in the wrong location some 10 hours inland from Sydney at Pack Saddle in full attire. It took another 20 hours for them to be rescued and one long overnight trip for the driver. Seven extras infamously disappeared on set at completely separate times over the course of shooting and editing and are still missing to this day. We love this movie, but it's safe to say there's a lot of lore and speculation about its ethics in the background. Yeah, it's a controversial movie. Uh, I, I don't think TG Cannon likes talking about it, but we love talking about armies. It's possibly one of the most underrated movies of the uh, yeah. good, that couple of decades so far. This say that, but yeah, it's a lot of what goes into it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I love that movie so much. Armies, um, yeah, I know, you guys are big stands. But so anyway, with tons more credits to his name and plenty of experience in the movie industry, TG is a movie veteran. And he joins us now from the Universal Lot in LA. Welcome to the show, TG. Woo! Hey, great, great, yeah, great. Um, how you doing? Now, TG, you're no stranger yeah. to following a crazy idea all the way through to execution. In 2011, of course, famously, your movie Armies. Famously, it was just an idea on the back of a what's, coaster, wasn't what, it? What's going on here? What's going on here? What's what's going on? Oh. What? Uh, what? We, you're talking about armies? I was told this is a pitch, yeah, so not with, an interview. Well, with armies, no. you had the idea, didn't you, for... It was on the back of the coaster and you went through with it? No, 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 no. Armies. Wait, we're not... I'm not, I'm not talking about armies. I've got I've got limited time. I'm on set right, right now. Um, okay, TG. What is your pitch? Give me a minute. One minute. Give me your pitch. Okay, your pitch. but... Can we get some quiet on set? Okay, oh, he's yeah, busy. Um, yeah, just... Yeah, one minute. All right, what is it? Well, just with um, armies, no you armies. had the idea... No, no armies. No armies, you said... Okay, okay. we've got a lot of superhero. Hello? Yep. Sorry, TG. Sorry, we have TG. a lot of superhero movies, uh, and they are all, you know, quite similar. And there's... Uh, but imagine, right? Imagine uh, if the superheroes were uh, in some way related. So, like, imagine if the superheroes... Uh, imagine if they were twins. So, twi- twin superheroes Wait. coming soon. So, that's that's my pitch. Just... Uh, that's it. That's Twins. Fuck. You call me up just for twins. twins and it's superheroes. Uh-huh. Twins superheroes, to be fair. Oh, fuck. TG. What is it? All right. What about... Um, uh, yeah. Mitch, you say your one. Mitch, do your um, one. Uh, so I was thinking along the lines of maybe like um, armies to armies redemptions. Armies? No, we're not here to talk about armies. I oh, need fuck. the pitch. And look, you've probably got about 15 seconds left because, you know, we've got to turn over on this next shot and freaking... Oh, well, pitch, finish it. Twins? Okay, well, okay, we twins. No, like, oh, you don't like look, armies too. This is too? a radio show. You don't this like is a radio it. show. What do you guys know about? I mean, like maybe triplets, like 
What? You'd, wait, three, wait. You that's know, your idea? Three, what, what do you mean? Three is company. You'd want to go triplets. Tri- triplet superheroes you'd, you'd go for? You'd go for yes. that? Yes. We'll have to go to the drawing board like, on what? that one. I'm not sure if I'm mm-hmm. that keen on that. I'd have to stick with twins, I think. Robbie wants to do it. Robbie, oh, honestly, he'll, he'll I'm not, you I'm not detracting from my vision. Are you serious? I've been in this business for 20 years, and you know we don't want to see twins. That's not super. That's not a special power. Imagine triplets. Three. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, not, no, I'm not budging I'm, I'm from my vision. On, I'm pretty on board with I'm not budging from my no, vision, like, so yeah. I think we'll just leave it. Okay, well, look, you and your Paramount no. Studios, well, we're going to go out here and make triplets. Don't do that. You can't take my idea. Rob, this is one guy you don't want to piss off. This All is right, a guy yeah. um, high so, up in power. All right. I'm thinking The Rock, Batista, and... Look, let's... Let's chuck in a... Uh, Chuck in what, TG? Chuck in what? Chuck in a Chuck in an A-lister. Chuck in a Tom Cruise. What the fuck? Make what? them identical. Damn it! Fuck that. No, um, I, I think we're, I think we're about. One guy you don't want to piss off. I think this is. I know you're one guy I don't want to piss off, but honestly, TG, I think we're just gonna to have to take my idea elsewhere. And thank you for your time today. Okay. Um. Look. Thank uh, you. Triplets is coming soon, so. No. Just oh, you. Well, we're really keen on armies, armies, yeah, armies, armies too. too. We're keen on that if you want to do that instead. <laughs> armies too, triplets. Let's go. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. You'll be in touch with our lawyers. Thanks, TG. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. He's probably busy on set. Yeah. Oh, guys, that went really badly. That Sophie, so what the awkward. fuck? <laughs> so hey, that was not my fault. You didn't salvage You didn't that, say so. anything. You're you like, I mean, that. we could have really got that guy's money. <laughs> Um, oh god! I'm like getting a call right now. It's unknown. Who suggested him? It's gonna be his lawyers. You should have just gone with twins, Roy. You do this. All I the think time. it's your fault. I don't think this is my fault. <laughs> you do this all the time. Oh, oh my man! How hard would it have been to rewrite hey, up. the triplets? Do you like Christmas decorations? <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> Just leave it. Just you know, leave it. Honestly, what we had to do to set up that, yeah, like pitch as well. Yeah, guess how much I give a shit. Like little. I mean, you it, always it, do this, Robin. You're grinding for that. Yeah. Also, yeah. literally, there are that many twin superheroes already. Like number one rule of pitching is do your research, which you, you obviously didn't. Fucking I've do. tried. I've tried because there are you know, so many. I hit my head already. and I had an idea. Well, I've we, talked, talked, why didn't you guys tell me about it? I was I was workshopping it with you guys. He like threw. I was workshopping Billy Batson and Mary Batson. No, what'd you say, Miss? up with the Guys. twin superheroes thinking he threw your bone and said like we could do triplets yeah how hard would it have been to just rewrite the script just with like compromise. a third pretty fucking hard there's compromise. two twins there's three yeah well, we told you it was a good idea but we, it's actually not that good camel is a horse made by a committee i'm not making camel am i i'm making a fucking horse a good movie uh, uh twins twin superheroes dc and marvel will be all over that i'm not gonna have pro- a problem they getting money for this idea no they haven't done it. I don't, I don't fucking want to show me a picture of it. I haven't seen Margot Robbie as a superhero okay, uh, twin. I haven't seen and villains rank Chris Isaac. Rank. You know. Rob, do you want to be stuck at a fucking community radio station your whole life? We could have a fucking movie instead. But you've just thrown it away. This you was just... our fucking ticket out of here, man. Fuck this. You, were, you kept going on about armies. 
That's because it's a it's good a movie that you know he hates. And they were trying to butter him up. We he just, hated that movie. I know, but it's something different. Maybe get him in, in on the pitch. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. Ow. That's going to really... Shut up. That's... Well, I'm going to have to submit a report about that. What the... F- Leave her alone, man. You guys are pathetic sometimes. Let's move on, right? Text line. I just yeah. think that we could have Text. really had something special there, but you guys are just so pig-headed. Jesus could have been in Australia. So yeah. We were about all right, all right. We've got a text: oh four oh nine nine four five nine four five about yeah. Jesus was in Australia. Yeah. It's been known. Um, how did he get there? Was did the question? Did he really come? Did he really go to Tasmania, or was he just in sort of the Maitland area? Uh, hi guys, says Bernie in Bondi. Hundred percent certain that Jesus made it to Australia. Back in those days, travellers stayed in inns. This was a vast improvement as Jesus was born in a stable. So when he travelled here, <laughs> he stayed at pubs, as we don't have inns. And he can still hear the language spoken from the old days, where he travelled, as you always hear, Jesus fucking Christ, when something exciting happens in a pub. Proof! Need I say more? Thanks so much for getting in touch with that. Keep those coming as well. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that one. Mm. We also got a text here. Didn't TG work on Camel too? Fuck, that film was insane. Benny from Valentine's. So good. Yeah, here's the trailer for that one. Alas, alas, our noble lady's dead. Fucked up movie. It's a really fucked up movie. It's not good. Avoid it if you can. Yeah. RML right now on FBI Radio. Pleasure to have your company. Now it's just the season. It is just the season to be merry. Many show their Christmas spirit by decking everything and sight and Christmas decorations. And this nation's motorists are no exception, are they, Soph? No, I'm sure you've seen tinsels, sparkles, uh, reindeer horns and Santa hats adorning hatchbacks, buses and four-wheel drives. While this may be a fun way to show off your Christmas spirit, the latter are the subject of statewide crackdowns this silly season. And there are some new rules that you do need to be aware of. Yeah, mm. cops are going to be looking for this. They're going to be cracking down on it. Yeah, so the rules for decorating rules. your four-wheel drive this Christmas. Mm. Yeah, new rules. I've got new rules. <laughs> First up, tinsel. Tinsel is dazzling sparkly and adds a sense of jazziness like no other. It's also crazy cheap. It's legal nationally to hang tinsel on your bull bar, but there are some caveats. The tinsel must not obstruct your number plates or your headlights, and it must be fixed firmly so that it does not fly off or distract other motorists. Four-wheel drivers must also be conscious of whether they live in Bowerbird territory, in which case it is completely illegal to drive with tinsel attached to the car. Bowerbirds can easily become attracted to the sparkles that tinsel emits. They become very territorial and want to steal the tinsel for their own personal use. This can result in excessive swooping and attacks by hordes of the birds while you are driving. It's unsafe for them and it's unsafe for us. It results in an equally terrifying situation and it's dangerous. Reindeer antlers are also having some new restrictions on them, Mitch. They are reindeer antlers that clip onto your car windows are an attractive and light-hearted decoration for some. These are technically legal but discouraged for uh, for the four-wheel drive owners. 
due to the large nature of four-wheel drives uh, already, their chassis, the reindeer antlers can take the height limit too far. One instance in particular was back in uh, 2020, you might remember, where a vehicle's large reindeer antlers became tangled in a large tree and the vehicle became stuck in the branches. Ah. Uh, it was an extremely windy day and as the wind blew the branches around the four-wheel drive, uh, it was lifted, lifted up off the ground and swayed in the air uh, temporarily and then ended up stuck in the tree completely at the whims of the immense wind. A full rescue mission had to be done by firefighters and SES. Sadly, the tree had to be cut down significantly. Since this incident, traffic authorities strongly discourage four-wheel drive owners from having reindeer antlers on the vehicles, and you can see why. Mm. Mm. Still technically legal, but Still, discouraged. yeah, highly discouraged. There'll be crackdowns on that as well. Rudolph reindeer red nose. Oh. Uh, this is going to cause some confusion because it used to be perfectly legal. That's right. We're talking about uh, new rules for decorating your four-wheel drive this Christmas season. Yeah, keep up with the changes. Law enforcement did have to crack down after an incident in 2019 where a four-wheel drive vehicle donning a huge red nose on the front attracted some unwanted attention. As the vehicle drove down the highway at dusk, it passed a large Angus beef farm where the bulls grazing at the edge of the farm began to see red. They all charged at the vehicle, targeting the red nose, and stormed into the vehicle one, one by one, causing the four-wheel drive to veer off the road, killing the driver on the site and all of the bulls in the process. Since this incident, Rudolph Red Noses are illegal for four-wheel drives in the country, but still allowed for smaller vehicle types only when driving on city roads. Mm. Unfortunately, only on one day of the year. This is because Red Nose Day actually owns the rights to this decoration. Uh, on Red Nose Day, so that's really unfortunate, actually. It kind of mm. seems contrived. Mm. And now lights, one of the most famous Christmas decorations. Anything that could be distracting or possibly mistaken for a turn or brake light is potentially dangerous on the road, mm. so for safety reasons, it is best not to risk it with lights. However, it is perfectly legal to decorate your four-wheel drive with lights, with some exceptions, of course. So firstly, the lights cannot be blue or red in colour at any time. This is due to the similarity to the colours and the size of emergency vehicles and it can cause chaos on the roads if your four-wheel drive is mistaken for an ambulance or a fire engine. This precedent was set back in 2018 where an incident occurred. A four-wheel drive was moving at extremely high speeds. Lights were flashing in a multitude of colours and custom-installed external speakers playing monophonic Christmas carols at very loud volumes. The vehicle was mistaken for an emergency vehicle and ended up causing a fatal crash after the trafficular chaos that had ensued. That was oh, tough. no. Yeah. Really malevolent stuff. Fucking mm. hell. All right, so that's what you need to know this Christmas season. If you want to decorate your four-wheel drive, let it be known that that's what you have to do. Yeah, you can find all the rules and regulations and all the updated rules uh, on our Facebook page, uh, Robbie's Modern Life at fboradio.com. It should all be there. Yeah. Don't uh, end up on the naughty list this year. There's other yeah, rules yeah. about the lights, so you catch them up there on the, on the, on the side. producer's playing as well. Robbie's Modern Life is the name of the program. You can listen back on the podcast. What a pleasure to have your company today. Thank you so much. My name's Robbie Armfield. With me in the studio, kindly, is Sophie Gordon. Yep. That's me. Bernie Bolgi's here too. Not for much longer, though. What? And oh, Mitchell JC as well. Wait. This is news to me. Anyway. What? Oh, I'm just going for lunch. Oh, oh my God. You're going to be sweating. What All the chill, fuck? Yeah. Nice. I thought this was the last episode. Yeah, Jesus. Is it? It's not. Could be. Jesus Christ.
Oh, coming up, we've got a uh, special hour-long featurette with uh, very own Michael Hedge from Tarawonga, best publican in New South Wales. Oh, we took him to the Guns N' Roses show. That's right. It's going to be right. a feature-long episode with his reaction to one of his favourite bands of all time, Live. He bought us tickets. It was a really great <laughs> night. We can't wait to share it with you. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be great. Thanks so much for getting in touch today and letting us know your thoughts. We appreciate you and we hope you have a good week. We'll see you very soon next Monday, midday. Cheers. Seven days from now. Oh, yeah. One. Tune in Friday morning, FBI 94.5 as well. Mm -hmm. Sophie Gordon is going to be doing a program. It's going to be pretty good for the last time on the Friday mornings. Good on you, mate. She plays music music and talks to artists and things. Yeah. That'll be a good one. Tune in. Thanks. So you guys stop. Oh. Oh.